Microphone test, one, two, three, one, two, three. And we are back with episode 33 of Freaky Friday, continuing our Friday the 13th journey into the blood and gore. Three, three of the three of the three of the 33rd of the third of the 13th of the three. Yes, exactly. What's going on? We are paddling well down the, the lake that is Camp Blood. And we're in 3D. D. How the fuck are you, man? Oh, I'm good, buddy. It's been a fucking weird-ass couple of weeks, man. It's, Hasn't it? Everything's been up and down and fucking yo-yoing and shit, and it's fucking crazy. And I don't know, like, what's going on. Apparently, like, there was, like, a fucking retrograde or something happening with the fucking... Mercury or some shit like that, and fucking all sorts of crazy. I don't know, but everyone's fucking acting weird, and everyone's up and down, and yo yo. Well, and, and I'm just trying to keep up. Yeah, I I did hear. I'm, I don't know. I don't know how accurate this news is, but I did hear somewhere that the the U.S. government were releasing more files on uh, unidentified flying object phenomena. So. I don't know if the, the aliens have got something to do with it. Well, maybe it's just Morrissey's grand interstellar plot to take it, over the universe. Because um, I've, I've been doing a bit of uh, research uh, for RAD, so I've been... Um, Excellent. Myself ...in uh, the greatest moment of the WWF Attitude Era. Yes. And... All I can think of for the last couple of weeks and the craziness that's been going on is The Rock quoting quoting The Rock and saying that he doesn't care if he's in hell in a cell or if it's penis in Uranus. And <laughs> penis in Uranus kind of <laughs> really describes the last couple of weeks of fucking weird and wonderful shit. Yeah, I would say so. I would I, I would. Yeah, it's it's been odd. Um, it has been, and, and you know, there's been a lot of random shit happening. Like, um, I don't know. On a brighter note, I don't know if you if you saw, you know, tour announcements usually happen in the morning. Um, in this particular case, a tour announcement was delivered. I think at eight p.m. The, on Tuesday night, announcing Static X returning to Australia. Oh, I did not see that. Yeah, they're coming back in May. Oh, oh, yeah. Um, playing playing a collection of hits from their anniversary of Wisconsin Death Trip as well as Machine. Because the last one got cancelled, didn't it? Because of COVID. Am I right, or did they? Actually yeah, yeah, no, no. That the last one I think got cancelled because of COVID, but they yeah. did come before that. Yeah. Mm. It was yeah, it was the first time they came. Pre well, post Wayne passed. Yeah, because I think I was planning on seeing because there are a couple of gigs that I was going to go see, but then COVID mm. hit and everyone just went, "Nope, fuck this shit, we're out." Mm. And, and I'm pretty sure because I know Black Veil Brides is one of them, and I'm pretty mm. sure Static X was one as well because I was really Dude. keen on that, and I was like, "Fuck you, spicy cough." Yeah, I gotta say, man. You know, in that, when you mentioned Black Veil Brides, I got to say, like, if I was a person that paid good money for a meet and greet, granted the, the, the situation at the time with all the spicy cough phenomena and stuff, 
I don't know if I'd want to get paid money to get a photo with my favourite band wearing masks. No, I wouldn't either. I'd, I'd just be like, no, nah, you know, that's kind of not really. Like, I'd be happy to meet them, I guess, but I don't know if I'd want the photographic memory to go, hey, look, it's me with some dudes in masks that look like my favourite band. I, I yeah, don't know. Yeah, just... yeah. I mean, I, look, I guess, like, you know, given how pretty Andy Beersack is, like there's no mistaking the top of his head for anyone else's. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah, well, that's it. Yeah, the point remains that it's like, yeah, it would just be a bit, it'd be a bit of a fucking letdown, wouldn't it? Like, you'd just be like, oh. Yeah, oh. I, yeah I, I think so, you know. Like, I mean, the, i got to say, in the scale of weird um, and interesting, the... Um, Otep had this in the bag um, many moons ago when we toured with them, and she was. But well, vi- well, just hang on, just let me stop here for a second. Go for it. You toured with Otep. Yeah, didn't I tell you? No, you didn't. <laughs> I, I fucking love her. I think she is fucking brilliant. Yeah, um, we 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 uh, Otep toured many moons ago and it was one of our first international tours and um yeah we we were their national support and um yeah spent a little a, when i say a little a little bit of quality time hang it getting getting to say good day to her okay um, next time we hang out dude i'm just gonna like just silently <laughs> bask in your glory <laughs> the fact that i am like literally one degree of kevin bacon away from it <laughs> Uh, I, she is just fucking. I love that. She is that cool. Is fucking rad, man. Yeah, I admire her just because she has. I don't know. She she has opinions and she has strong values, and she's not ashamed or apologetic for them. You yeah. know, and she stands for the rights of the many. And she was doing this before it became a fashion statement. Well, yeah, that's exactly it. Like she has just been like out there kicking ass. Yeah. Like, as long as she's been around. And I just, I, I, I mean, she fucking rocks as well. Like, she does, man. She's great. Like, she's, you know, like, I mean, you know, for a girl, you know, for a girl that's been around as long as she has, she stays in good shape. She's fit, mm. um, moves well on stage, still cuts it on the vocal, you know. Um, yeah, no complaints there. No, no, man, no, no, no. And, like, yeah, I mean, fucking, I mean, Dude, like anyone who hasn't heard, um, fuck, what was I can't, I can't, the album that had more war on it, and yeah, um, I, I know, I know the one you're talking about, Generation, fucking, what was it? Oh, fuck, but man, <laughs> they, 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 they crushed that album rocks, yeah, and they, and they, and they crush it live, dude, like they, they really bring, they bring the intensity to the stage, like she's got a fucking, um, Right hand man, um, Ari, the guitarist, who's like a, a Greek Adonis. He's, yeah, uh, besides the fact that he's American Greek, um, he is, you know, a, a physical specimen. He's, oh, he's yeah, quite yeah. a big, big guy. Yeah, he's he, like, he wears a cool gang von Frankenstein. Yeah, exactly. Fucking broad. And he wears a cool, um, gladiator helmet, yeah, like mask, and, um, yeah, just rocks that shit. And, um, I'm still good mates with Justin, the drummer, or ex-drummer, but, um, yeah, dude, like, fucking 
Talk about an impressive <laughs> life, Ben. People started following me on Instagram for some weird reason because I, I had this bizarre moment of just like, what mm. the fuck? OTEP's drummer's following me? Okay, He's cool. a cool dude, man. Cool dude. <laughs> yeah, rad guy. Rad guy. Like, That's the thing about OTEP, man. They, the, the band collectively, they, they love their fans um, and continue to, you know, they genuinely love their fans. So yeah. that's cool. Good on them. But yeah, my, my thing is, is like, to enhance on my point about OTEP, she not only was doing this stuff before it became fashionably cool, um, no offense to people in that, in that mindset today, but like she was doing this a long time ago. And, you know, um, and she was also where, you know, when we're doing meet and greets, she was wearing surgical gloves and a mask. Mm. And keeping hand sanitizer with at all times. And at the time, I thought it was a bit funny. I was like, oh, okay, this is a bit weird. But, man, she was so conscious about, you know, a bit of a germaphobe, you mm. could say. So, yeah, you know, she's one of them people that ha- has a bit of a crystal ball go- around her at all times. She can just see shit that yeah, yeah, the general yeah. population don't see, man. So, yeah, yeah I, I salute her, man. She's great. That uh, speaking of tours, apparently um, Uncle Henry is uh, meant to be embarking on another world tour soon. Ah, uh, bless our cotton socks. <laughs> um, speaking, I mean, yeah. Which uh, I I always think of. Um, I guess, but it's just how outspoken and intelligent they both are. Mm. I always kind of think of like her Otep and Henry Rollins being very cut from a similar cloth. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. People I really admire. Very intellectual yeah. people. Yeah. And and it's it's cool, you know, like I mean not everyone's into that sort of high level of intellectual thinking, but I don't know, man, there's yeah, I, I challenge anyone to listen to any of Henry Rollins' spoken word stuff, man. You you'd be impressed. Well, yeah, man. I mean, that's the thing. I think it's like, it's one of those things, especially with, with Henry um, and also with, with Otep as well. It's like mm. they have, um, what's the word I'm looking for? I think it's because they, they are so worldly. Like they've, they've traveled a lot and been to, you know, a lot of different places. And mm. it's like, you know, they don't just like, and, you know, this is not a shot at, you know, any rock star. No. I love rock star. I love my Motley Crue. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's it's one of those things where it's like, you know, like Henry goes into like Africa and hangs out with people and stuff like that and goes around and goes to places that like you probably wouldn't normally see a rock star going to and just like goes there with the, you know, the, the frame of mind of going in and learning stuff. And I think, you know, listening to him talk about shit and that, I just feel like it can really broaden the listener's horizons and mindset a bit. Oh, I agree. 100% agree. Kind of give you a a bit of perspective and make you think about shit in a little bit of a different way. I agree. uh, We're being very deep for an episode. I know, man. This is fucking weird. (laughs) But speaking of rock stars, man, just real quick, um... Fucking Motley Crue back in the rehearsal studio with John Fife playing guitar. That's yeah. exciting. Yeah, fuck yeah. I just wanted to just give a quick mention of that. That was cool. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I um, yeah, it's just just a weird weird way to get started. But um, yeah, fuck man, I I could with Static X. I'm 
pretty excited about the fact that they're going to tour and play pretty much majority of the machine record, which is a I fucking outstanding record. Yeah. Like I really love that album. I think cause I, I really, I, I, I was, uh, you know, hips to cred time. I was left on the ground floor. I mm-hmm. fell out of the Wisconsin death trip, mm-hmm. uh, but machine dude, that oh. machine that was, was level up. just mwah, fucking yeah. this yeah. really perfected the evil disco. Absolutely. They just took that formula and just kicked it up at the fucking big notch, man. Like tracks like get to the gone and, um, yeah, fuck, dude. Oh, yeah, dude, uh, fucking machine, fucking mm. uh, fuck cold. I mean, cold I mean, is fucking brilliant. That song is fucking killer. Like, mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'll see you go undead. <laughs> uh, yeah, dude. Yeah, yeah. There's so many good, good cuts from it, man. Like it's, it's. You know, we often talk about perfect albums, but that really is a perfect album. It really is. Like, it's just, it is all killer, no filler. Like, yeah. it's from fucking, you know, hit play. It's just perfection all the way through to when it ends. Absolutely. Hey, um, before we, um, before we get into this week's latest install- installment of our saga, um, I just want to something horrific to talk about after we're done here. Uh, excellent, excellent. Um, well, I just want to quick make a quick mention and being Freaky Friday and all, I just a freak that just has just delivered one of the best fucking albums I've heard this year, Iggy Pop. Oh yeah, I haven't heard it yet, dude. Yeah. I mean, I, it's Iggy, so I, I've got no doubt that it'll be absolutely brilliant, bro. I fucking listened to that Frenzy single on Jimmy Kimmel Live and there's Duff McKagan on bass from Guns N' Roses, Chad Smith from the Chili Peppers on drums. I'm like, what is happening here? This is. And there's Iggy. And they're they're looking like a pair of excited school kids. And then there's fucking Iggy being fucking Iggy. Like, still, the man is still the Energizer Bunny on stage, dude. Dude, he's like, Iggy Pop is a fucking god. Like, I am. He is, right? Going going back to Henry Rollins, I completely Mm. agree with Henry where it's like, you know, the king of rock and roll was not Elvis Presley. It was actually Iggy Pop. (laughs) Yeah, right. No shots at Elvis. No, no. Uh, had some absolutely great tunes and fantastic hair and knew how to put on a show, no doubt. But, I mean, Iggy Pop is fucking Iggy Pop, man. Like, there's, there's no one like him. Like, no, absolutely not. And, and man, th- this new album of his, it sounds polished, but, man, every, every song's a banger on there. This just classic Stooges-like frenetic punk moments that just remind us, you know, he he wrote he wrote the book on this shit, and then there's just some really cool fucking just classic Iggy fucking melancholy dramatic stuff that's just mm, chef's kiss. Well, I mean, man, it's like it's one of those things where it's like Iggy's one of those guys that like I feel he's another one, and we've we've talked about this a few times with like mm. just those dudes that can just master almost any genre. Mm-hmm. And I really think because it's like you know I mean like I mean look we we don't. If if you need us to go into telling you how great the Stooges were as a punk band, 
um, then I suggest that you just go listen to a lot more music because yeah. Really need an edge. yeah. Put down that Smith. Put put down that Morrissey yeah, record yeah. and go. Drop, drop the Morrissey album and go yeah. listen to something good because <laughs> if you need us two assholes to tell you how good the Stooges are, you're severely lacking. Oh, in man, I'm education i'm doing a massive deep dive back into the world of iggy man it's it's such a great such a great ride man and then that's the thing and then it's like you get to stuff like um you know you know his stuff his stuff in the 80s like cold metal Mm. down um, Mm -hmm. living on the edge of the night which is one of my absolute favorite iggy songs like i think that is just such a great kind of it's weird because it's like when you've worked night shift and you're walking home and the sun's coming up and that song is like blasting in your ears as you're like cruising home. It's just such a great moment to have. Fuck yeah. <laughs> it's like that. Wow. Even in a movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, and then, you know, you've got, I mean, look, Candy, everyone knows how. Oh, yeah. Candy's great. I mean, what a great pairing between him and um, um, the girl from B-52s, man. Such a great pairing. And I mean, you know, weirdly, it's like, I mean, I think, uh, like, aside from Candy, like, Beside You is probably one of the closest things he would get to a ballad. And that is such a fucking great song. Mm, absolutely. Uh, and then you've got, like, really fucking insanely hardcore stuff, like, uh, on the album that, like, Beat Em Up and Go For The Throat was on. Mm. And it's just like, those two tracks are just like fucking yeah like whoa like he well, just went back to being like super fucking heavy well that's the know. thing man I, I i i talked about this with someone today and i said man the thing about iggy pop even today and this has transcended through all the decades that he's survived every fucking genre that has tried to fucking peel our senses yeah away he has survived with an energy that still remains insane you know, he still holds the microphone like an excited school kid. Yeah. He still sings with that fucking zest for life. Like, these are the qualities that I'm just going to say it out loud. I fucking, I aspire to, to want to be that shit. I oh, really, yeah. like, that is, man, I got to say, I'm putting him on my pedestal of fucking what I look up to as a, as a performer. Yeah, Ig- Iggy is just like a fucking rock god. Like, yeah. There is no getting around it. Like, he, he just fucking is. Um, And, yeah, I mean, I have loved him for a fucking long-ass time. Like, mm. and continue to love him to this day. It's so like, cool. I mean, Are you, you're going to love his new album, dude. Yeah, man. I mean, it's like, look, I, I defy anyone to... And I know it's a cliche because it was on the train spotting soundtrack and everyone knows that Iggy Pop song. But man, there's a reason why it's so fucking popular. And that's like I defy anyone to put lust for life on. Oh, dude. Mood. Yeah, exactly. It's such a it's such a positive it's an anthem for happiness. Mm. It, it really <laughs> is. Like I, I really think that should be a new age fucking party anthem to fucking just go fuck all this dreary bullshit. I'm, I've got a lust for life, you know? Like, oh, yeah, dude, yeah. It's, it's, like, it's like that song and the fucking Ramones. It's yeah, like, dude. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you put those you put those records on side, you know, put their the, the complete collections side by side, you're, you're in for a fucking great weekend. Oh, yeah, man. Like, absolutely. I mean, that's the thing. It's like, I mean, I, I look, 
fucking, you know what, if you have not, and this will lead into what I'm about to talk about. Uh, mm. Apparently it's a thing now. <laughs> I fucking am telling anyone who's listening who has not done a dive into Iggy Pop, go to a store that sells CDs and find yourself the two-disc Iggy Pop anthology and just fucking break I... yourself for, like, the greatest two-disc. Yeah, thing. fucking A. Can I add to that and just say, if if you're going to go to a record store, go to, don't go to JB or any of those popular places. Go to somewhere like Rocking Horse Records in Brisbane, if, if to our Brisbane listeners, mm. or Utopia in Sydney. Um, Fuck, even our Brisbane listeners, like hit Record Exchange up. Yeah, like, dude, totally. Like, and and but specifically, ask them. Like, mm. yeah, just have have the balls to say, hey, listen. I need to do some serious deep diving into Iggy. Where do I start? Yeah. They'll fucking probably hand you the Stooges record. And, um, yeah, if, if they hand you Funhouse, you said. Oh, dude, yes. Exactly. <laughs> like, that is such a fucking killer album. <laughs> like, it is just like, yeah. 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 Like, oh, my God. Such a God, great Fuck, album. we could do a whole episode about this guy, man. Fucking oh, serious. Yeah, yeah. So, I. Here's, anyway, go for it. Here's something horrific. So mm-hmm. I was talking to B the other day and yes. B goes, so CDs are making a comeback. And I'm like, I hear this. Cool. I'm fucking all for this because I fucking love CDs. Mm. I'm like probably the last person on earth that still buys them. Um, and so B goes, oh, no, they're really making a comeback. He goes, I stumbled on a video by some hipster on YouTube telling everyone about CDs and how oh, CD wow. work. And I'm like, get the fuck out of here. I was like, no one needs to know how a CD player works. He's like, no, here's the video. I'm going to show you. I did. I watched it and I was like, my jaw was fucking agape for the whole thing. Man. You have to, like, you've got to send me that link. Oh I, yeah, I did. I'll forward it to you. It's, you will be mystified. And it's the most, like God bless this poor child that's doing this video. Yeah, I'm yeah. Child, because I'm like, ah, oh, dude. Look, I'm sorry. I lived through vinyl to cassette to CD. I I was there. I know mm. the dates. So, you know, and he's like, oh, you, you know, you don't want to get this like Pink Floyd. You want to get the one that was recorded originally in 1975. That's like an original. <laughs> I'm like, I'm looking at it. And I'm. Just, I'm like yelling at my phone. I'm like, motherfucker, CDs weren't even invented until 1979. There's no such thing as an original fucking Ziggy Stardust and the Spiders from Mars CD. You fucking dolt. What? And he's like, oh, and you know, you want to get this CD? I'm like, dude, it's a CD. It's not vinyl. Like, granted... I will give you that some remasters don't sound as good as the original release. That's a thing that happens. True, but not all the time. But yeah, I'm just like, this kid is like explaining CDs as if they're like some alien technology that's just been discovered. We all unearthed these. Wow. They used to ship them in crates in the 90s. Like... Fucking hell, dude. dude what are these fucking old man? I'm just like, oh, I mean, look, point, points to the be explained. Points to this dude for taking the initiative to try and explain it to his fellow hipster friends out there in, in the loony verse. But fucking hell, dude. Like, I'm like, I'm like, just 
do we need a fucking YouTube video on how to do everything? Like, is someone going to do a YouTube video, like, on how to take your dick out to take a piss at some point? You know what? I wouldn't be surprised. I would not be surprised at all, Jake. Because, I mean, dude, I mean, come on. You, you, guys like you and me, it's like, we when we got a CD player, we figured it out. Like, we just went, It okay, takes five seconds. Because he's so fucking ball. excited. To, yeah, exactly. The power goes on, the disc goes in here, and where's the volume button? Yeah, yeah. That's thing to be really loud. But you got to remember, this is the same generation that just, no offense to you know, anyone that does Uber Eats or anything like that, right? But these are the people that will call Uber Eats or, or go to Uber Eats to get a fucking coffee rather than walk down the fucking street or, God forbid, get a kettle and boil the fucking thing themselves. Mm. You know, like, again, I'm not against it, but I just, like, this is, you know, just another example of just what a crazy world we live in today, man. It's just insane. I was, I was, I was literally horrified, man. I was like, how the fuck do you need a YouTube tutorial, right, on how to buy and buy, first buy CDs and secondly, use CD players? How, how is this possible? Like, because the scary thing to me is that there's a person out there that actually learned from this. Oh, 100%. I don't want to meet that person. I don't no. want to meet the guy that can't work out how his fucking boombox works. You know? Yeah, dude, totally. It was, it was great. I, I, I got to, I do have to say one thing, but today I was, I was, at my local bookstore having a peruse of the books and there was a bunch of young goth, I don't know, I don't know if they were goth emo or what, but they were, you know, just looking, looking confused visually. And anyway, they were so sweet. They come up to me and they go, excuse me, your tattoos are really cool. Oh, thanks. And then another person goes, oh, wow, your bridge piercing is really cool. Um, Thanks. Like, I don't know, it's random acts of kindness. It still exists. <laughs> it's kind of sweet. <laughs> yeah, it's really sweet. And I didn't, I honestly did not expect that from like real young kids, man. I was just like, wow, this is, thanks, man. That's fucking cool. So, so you're officially like the elder goth now. <laughs> I guess. I don't know, man. But... Like the elder goth metal. God, yeah. like you know, well, because wise ones, let me impart you knowledge, let me tell you about Sisters of Mercy. <laughs> well, like, is they had a couple of little plate, you know, the, the, the little conventional tattoos going on, and 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 one ha- did actually have a bridge piercing, also, but it looked pretty fresh. And and they were just looking at me like, oh wow, <laughs> I'm just like, yeah, <laughs> thanks for reminding me, I forgot that piercing was there, but hey, cool, thanks. <laughs> But um, yeah, um, fucking. It's one of the OGs. Yeah, dude, right? Yeah, man. But um, I I got to give quick um before we move along. I I've got to give a freaky shout out to Axel Rose. Um, oh, dude, that performance, man. Fuck. If anyone hasn't seen it, please. Um, unfortunately, yeah, it was sad. And we lost another another person in the world last week with Lisa Marie Presley. Um, I'll, I'll admit I don't I'm not familiar with her music, but I did a bit of a dive into some of her duets with her dad, and it was it was touching. But 
But then at the memorial service, Axel Rose gets up and delivers a speech. He was very honest from the heart and um, then performed November Rain, just him and his piano. And fuck me, I got chills. Yeah, dude, it was like, whoa. Um, it was an emotional performance. It really was. Um, and um, also speaking of um, <clears throat> people that we, we lost recently, I found out last uh, last week, mm. late last week, mm. uh, Jason Pearson, comic artist. Oh. People will probably, uh, for those of us that are like really hard, I mean, this guy's art was just amazing. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> like. Uh, I don't know if, uh, you know, a lot of people know of his Body Bags series. Um, I never read it, but I did hear of it. It was really good, man. It's, it's like, it's like a fucking, it's like the crack baby of Tarantino and Rodriguez. It's mm. type of violent, irreverent, fun, you know, crazy, like quasi-futuristic world where this like father and daughter reunite and they're both bounty hunters. Um, just amazing art, really yeah. fun read. Um, well, I mean, to me, I always felt that his art was like, uh, like graffiti crossed with comic book art. Um, he just had a style that was so uniquely his. Um, he drew a bunch of other stuff, like he did a run of Deadpool covers, a uh, run of Punisher covers, uh, a few Spidey issues here and there. Um, uh, worked on Savage Dragon. I think he did a Savage Dragon miniseries. Wow. Uh, he did some X Men. Like he's he's been around. Like I saw you were reading some Savage Dragon recently. I did, dude. I got the um, I got the Savage Dragon hardcover last nice. week, and it's such because uh, I sort of dropped out of Dragon um a bit, uh, and so it was really cool to like dive back in and reread it, and um, such a fucking fun read. Yeah, I haven't read too much of it, but what I read, I, I really enjoy. The... I did. I got. I got to lend you this hardcover to read. Yeah, man, it is such a fucking wild, fun ride. Um, so cool. But uh, yeah, so we we lost Jason Pearson. Um, and yeah, I just I highly recommend uh checking anyone checking out his um his body bags comic. Absolutely, sounds like sounds like a plan. Speaking of body bags and body counts, fucking oh man. It's time for another Friday the 13th movie. Uh, 1982, man. We are talking about Friday the 13th part three. In 3D. Yeah. Um, I don't know about you, but I'm all kinds of excited about this film because, A, it's um, of the three films to date, it delivers the biggest body count. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and it took about another three movies, I think, to exceed that body count limit. So uh, we got, a, I think, a stellar, impressive 12 deaths in this film. And, um, yeah, man, this, this is a fucking fun film, and I'm glad I, f I got to see it in 3D. It is. Oh, yeah, you got to see the screening of this too. Yeah, uh, Monster Fest cool, recently. Man. I was so fucking cool. so lucky. Mm, yeah. That would have been cool. Mm. <laughs> But, um, yeah, this one's a fun ride, dude. Um, <laughs> marks the first appearance of the hockey mask. Yes. Where do you want to start on this one? Uh, well, I was doing a bit of uh, watching on, on the special features and a bit of a diet. So, apparently, this one took a bit of a uh, dramatic turn away from what it was originally meant to be. Because, apparently, right. originally, it was meant to be... Uh, 
the let me see if I can get this straight in my head. Uh, the survivor from number two. Yes, whose name completely escapes me because Chris. <laughs> Chris, thank you. Honestly, it starts to blur together after a while. No, no, you're right. Well, um, uh, it's just like uh, Jason on the slow boat ride to Manhattan, Corey Feldman, (laughs) (laughs) naked people, weird mum and redneck son on the motorbike. Jason in space. I don't know. Then he's in space. Um, Yeah. And then five three. (laughs) <laughs> um, but no, so apparently uh, it was meant to be uh, Chris actually going back and trying to hunt down Jason because she, her boyfriend gets murdered, finds him murdered in their dorm room. Um, so apparently it was going to be her returning and, you know, you know, being the heroine again, but mm. didn't actually want to come back for a sequel. So, yeah, they just basically refitted the entire story and it became the... Friday the 13th, part three in 3D that we know and love with Shelly. Poor old Shelly. He's such a fuck up. Oh, dude. <laughs> Poor bastard. He's <laughs> just one of those dudes where it's just like, you, you, you just see him in the movie. It's just like, oh, dude. Like, dude. Why? Like, I feel bad for you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, um, yeah, it, 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 it's an interesting film because... Yeah, like, I mean, to anyone unfamiliar with the, the plot, I mean, it's pretty straightforward. Fresh group of kids turn up to Crystal Lake um, despite the warnings and Jason's just going to pick them off one by one. Um, <laughs> that's kind of... Can, if you want to record that uh, description of the plot for Friday the 13th, dear listeners, you can pretty much play it back at the start of subsequent <laughs> episodes that we're going to do. Yeah. And you'll be up to speed. <laughs> Just use that as a template for all future episodes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we may add stuff to it, like Corey Feldman's in this one, or this one has a telekinetic chick, or this one Jason takes a slow boat ride to New York. But yeah, uh, yeah, you know, it's it's pretty much the same. Actually, I'll, I will give I'll give the synopsis for this as as according to IMDb. Um, it's pretty simple. Jason Voorhees stalks a group of friends who's just arrived to spend the weekend at a cabin near Crystal Lake. Well, I like my synopsis better. <laughs> yeah, I think it'll be better. I think we should do a thing every week. Uh, look, I'm putting this to a vote. Uh, if you think every week Jesse should give the synopsis for the movie in his own <laughs> indomitable style, please, like, raise your hands. Can we take turns? <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm just gonna probably like wind up doing like you know, new new kids come to Crystal Lake. Rot row. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but um, yeah, this one's an interesting one because we see, again, we see an evolution in the Jason mythos. Mm. Um, I don't know about you, but it's quite interesting because Jason apparently in this film has been hiding in this home that these, yeah, in this nearby cabin, and um, he's um, he's getting a bit thin up top. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> I, I mean, um, he's kind of uh, dramatically thin. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He's kind of lost those uh, long flowing locks that he was sporting. He had a and, yeah. Uh, because he had a beard and everything in number two, man. I'm yeah, just like, yeah, 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 what yeah, happened yeah. to the Grizzly Adams look? I don't know. I don't even know where his overalls went. Yeah, but um, the great thing about this film is, like, they – I don't know how in-depth you got into the research of it. I did, honestly, fuck all besides watching the movie. But um, 
I'm assuming that a lot of it was filmed with the the vision for a 3D release, which they did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and a lot of the kill scenes were just fucking brilliantly done, I have to say. Yeah, I mean, I feel like they really, I mean, you know, first first sort of getting, getting back to what you were saying about mm. it involving uh, Jason stuff like that, I do kind of like that each Friday the 13th kind of, you know, they are to a degree like you, you could make the argument that they're kind of the same movie with different deaths mm. and you wouldn't be entirely wrong in making that argument, which is <laughs> part of the charm. Uh, but I do like that they kind of, they add a little, you know, each sort of subsequent writer and director that comes onto these movies, you know, they add a little bit of their own flavor to Jason and it, you know, basically becomes like part of the myth of the character. And I kind of dig that like Jason's mythology feels so kind of piecemeal and just kind of patched together from like, yeah. different people just basically throwing shit at a wall and seeing what sticks. Absolutely, man. Um, it's kind of cool because we see some different, you know, we, we see Jason adapt to the, the scenario with every kill. Um, you know, he's, he's quite formidable as a, as a bit of a fighter. <laughs> um, so he's been definitely r- wrestling some grizzly bears. Oh, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hockey mask bear fighter. And he's a bit athletic as well. Mm. But Goonies, um, I, I've got to say, man, do you think old Steven Spielberg was a bit inspired by uh, the look of Jason after seeing number three? Well, yeah, you know. I don't want to point out any weird similarities or coincidences, but. I'm not saying that Sloth and Jason could be cousins, but I mean, you know. You know? Well, I'm just saying, dude. Sloth love Crystal Lake. (laughs) And then. But in this one, you do hear Jason make a couple of sounds. You do hear him go. Do you, do, you, do you wonder if there was like an alternate edit where like before Jason killed someone, he was like, hey, you guys. Dude, you know, okay, spoiler alert, that final scene where Chris escapes down the lake and Jason's there banging at the window <laughs> or bleeding and shit. Yep. That's the moment I was waiting to hear. Hey, Jason wants to come with you. <laughs> I'm just saying, dude, I'm sure there is a secret footage out there somewhere where they've just had a bit of shits and giggles and on the gag reel and Jason's just out of character going, Jason, why do you come with you? Head, head cannon, Jason and Sloth are related. I'm, yeah, I'm sticking to it, man. I, I'm, I'm, I believe I'm there, it. I'm there, I'm there, I'm there. It's, 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 it's locked in now. But it is a bit weird, don't you think, that he's lost all his hair and shit? Like, you know, well, he's got a bit of a growth spurt too. He's he's a bit taller in this one. Taller, a bit more. I don't know, just bigger across the shoulders and shit. Like a bit more padded. I don't know, man. I just a couple of weird things to go on in this film. But that aside, I I just zoned in on the kill count and it was fucking glorious. Well, I mean, I think the the fun thing is like, I mean, look, 3D in the early eighties was a bit of a mixed bag. Um, you know, once yeah. we eventually get to uh Jaws three on this podcast. 
Yeah, like, oh, I can't wait for that one. About that movie, and you know, the shark just floating towards like a turd in the pool. It really. <laughs> and then the big band shark came. Yeah, go swimming underwater. <laughs> do, 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 do. Oh, dude, had to go there. Someone out there's going, what the fuck are they talking about? Someone's going, oh, Eddie Murphy, of course. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, these boys got taste. <laughs> or they're just yeah. fucking stupid. I do I do think that the um I do think that the 3D gimmick worked really well for this movie. I do too. Like, you know, it, it it's kind of with the way they constructed some of the kill sequences around the 3D gimmick. Mm. It worked a treat. Like, it really did. I mean, like, you know, the fucking, the, the spear gun. Oh, peas in a pod, dude. Like, I was just thinking of that exact scene. That was, like, probably one of my favourite 3D moments. It really works, though. Like, mm. even, even watching it in 2D, like, because I haven't actually seen this movie in 3D. Um, I think I can on my Screen Factory box set. I just need some 3D glasses. Um, ah, gotcha. Yeah. Yeah, it's like you can just tell it really works because it's such an impressively cool shot. Like, mm. um, so yeah, I really think you know doing a slasher movie in three D, and you know, fucking kudos to you know the the team that like sat down and nutted out how to do all of these kills to you know maximize the three D thing as a gimmick. They really fucking nailed it, I feel, with this. Like, I think it really fucking works. And it's very cool and very, like, you can just imagine watching it in, like, 82 and, like, seeing it on the big screen with your fucking, you know, your 3D glasses on and going, whoa. Yeah, yeah, totally. Fuck, look at that. Like, yeah, man, I think it would be fucking rad to, like, see it in 3D. I think, yeah, yeah, it was, it was a lot of fun, man. I, I won't, I won't lie. Um, I mean, between the spear gun scene and the yo-yo scene, yeah. Um, the yo-yo scene in three D is fucking hilarious. Yeah, because, <laughs> um, yeah. If if you haven't seen it, it's just this bit with this dude just hanging over the fucking ledge in the cabin, just dangling a fucking yo-yo up and down, up and down, and it just comes towards the screen. But in three D, looks fucking hilarious. Yeah. But um. Yeah, I mean, that aside, there's some fucking good death scenes. Like the um, early on in the film where Jason kills the husband and wife that run the store nearby. That was fucking great. I, I love those two characters. Oh, dude. Get, man. So you know, I mean, she's, she's like, she acts like such an old bag, but I'm looking at her going, wow, you, you're not that old, I don't think, but fucking me, you're like a grandma. Yeah, she acts like fucking Mark Clampett or something. Yeah, dude. I was just... I was really... Like, you're looking at her and she's like, you're like not even 40. Like, yeah. like you, you're watching her. It's like, you're just like, lady, you're younger than me. Why are you acting like... I know. That that was my observation. I'm just like... I'm glad you think the same thing because I'm just watching it going, this is not right. And then, and then the husband's out in the convenience store fucking eat, eating fish food, <laughs> which I thought was masterful. Half, half eating shit. Yeah, I loved it. Shelf. But you know what? That's classic. Well, 
yeah, I mean, it's classic behaviour that you see in a lot of those period movies of the 80s and 70s with, you know, the clerk in the convenience store. What do they do? They grab the OJ or the milk out of the fridge and have a guzzle and put it back in the fridge. <laughs> you know, like... Yeah, it's, it's like some poor bastard's got to come along and get your cooties now. Like, what the yeah. Fuck? Try and pull that shit at Woolies today, kids. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but if you find anything on shelf, yeah. that is, uh, you know, fucking... Dude. Some fucking um yeah, the, the the film is pretty straightforward. I mean, it's it's just you know an impressive body count, fucking some killer deaths, and uh, I mean, I love the biker gang. What's I, I've that? Got to say, I love I love the biker gang. Dude, the biker gang is a nice fucking touch in this film, man. Like that was completely left of center. I fucking I loved it. Such, I, th- I, I honestly thought it was like a cool, because I mean, it was such a cool little way to up the body count as well. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Because um, like, like, because you've got your um, and it, it's sort of like a nice surprise as well. Because it's like you know, you got your you got your campus, and it's like okay, well, you know, these guys are all obviously fucked. Mm. Uh, it's Friday the third. Yeah, <laughs> obviously. Yeah, obviously. Um, but then, like, you know, they, they just bring in this, like, you know, these, like, asshole bike again. And I feel like that was, like, a little, um, <clears throat> that was a little touch that I feel like survived through subsequent movies as well. Because you I think so, that, too. You know, you had the, the mother and the, the fucking crazy redneck son um, in, I think it was it's four or five. Mm-hmm. Um, no, I think it's five that they were in. Uh, you know, like little add-ons throughout like the series, uh, as well as the main campus, which I think is like, you know, a cool little thing that was introduced in this one that people kept reusing just to help up the kill count. Mm. Um, which, you know, is cool. And I mean, the bike, they, they were so fun. Like, they were just such fun characters. Yeah, it was fucking cool, man. And um, I got to say, like... Just the, the characteristics of them was just so 80s, you know, yeah, it was exactly. just so fucking, just the cool, I don't know, man, the the thing about gangs in the 80s, they were just fucking shoulder pads, switch blades, chain, big ass chain hanging off the hip. Yeah. <laughs> was, yeah. 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 And, you know, leather, sunglasses, leather, bandana, like yeah. you got a bandana around your head, you got a bandana around your bicep, you got one around your foot like everyone dressed like they were from the fucking billy idol video and i'm yeah. so fucking here for it yeah absolutely man but um they, I, they... I, am, I am disappointed that people don't dress like they're in billy idol videos now they really should they but really should I dude feel like the future is very disappointing for them mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah absolutely but um man i i thought the the biker gang their their death scenes were pretty cool too man yeah, man. Well, that's the thing. It's like, you know, you kind of like, and I feel like that whole scene where Jason takes them out was so well done because it's like, mm. just, it's like, you know, it's coming. And I feel like the cool thing is by the time you get Friday the 13th 3, you know, if you've been watching these movies and paying attention, you start to know the formula. Like, you know, when someone's going to get it, yeah. you're, you're kind of like, how the fuck is he going to kill them? Yeah. Like, it's like, you know, these, these guys are being assholes. They're like stealing fucking fuel from these people's van and they're going to try and burn down their fucking barn. 
and they're like creeping around inside it, and you're just like, "Oh, Jason's in there. Oh, you dudes are fucked. Mm-hmm. <laughs> wait for it." And, mm-hmm. you and you're just you're just waiting for it, and it's so fucking fun. Like that's the big fun of these movies, man. Like, it is. It is because <clears throat> you know they're gonna die, but it's <clears throat> how they're gonna die. That's the fun part. And um, yeah, the the only dis- the only death that I was disappointed with was the um, Cheech um, Cheech and Chong character, the yeah. the hippie dude. Yeah, I was like, ah, oh, Jason, you, all you do is shove him into the fucking electricity box. Like, come on, man, let's get a bit more creative. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That that did feel a bit kind of anticlimactic yeah yeah after you got like fucking spear guns and eyeballs well that's the thing man like okay so one of my favorite death scenes also is the um chris's boyfriend or friend whatever that um towards the end who jason you know has him by the you know by the throat hand over mouth and everything out while chris is ducking ahead outside to see where he is Mm. and and you know, you'd think you'd think she'd be able to hear him, but no, he can't. She can't. And um and Jason, you know, and then Jason proceeds to squeeze his head and, and his eyeballs pop out towards the screen. Yeah, 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 yeah. Which I thought was a fucking great, great yeah. fucking death scene. Yeah, yeah, no, it absolutely was. I mean, I think that's the um the the the, the funny thing is like I mean I, I sort of feel like you know, I mentioned it before, but Shelly, it's just like, this dude is the fuck up of the movie. And I conversely kind of can't stand him. I feel mm. sorry for him. Mm. He's a fucking dweeb. It's like, yes. you piss off everyone that you've gone camping with. Mm-hmm. Then you fucking piss off the bikers. It's like, dude, <laughs> Fuck up. The guy's on a rampage. Yeah. He's on a rampage that rivals Jason in terms of just getting everyone to fucking hate his guts. (laughs) Pretty much, man. It's just like, dude, like. (laughs) Yeah. 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 Um, And yeah, but it was, it was quite funny, like, you know, because that would all lead to Jason adopting the hockey mask and um, which, you know, which was, it was cool. Yeah. Um, the yeah, I really, I really do like. I, I look all the love in the world to pillowcase Jason, but the hockey mask. Like, I mean, to me, I feel like this is the movie where Jason really becomes Jason. I feel like the formula is kind of perfected by the time we get to this one. Absolutely, and it's just you know, the ho- the donning the hockey mask is kind of like the the cherry on top. Well, it's it was a bit of an accident how it came about because uh, the 3D effects supervisor Martin Sadoff um, always turned up with uh, a bag of hockey gear on set because he was a massive hockey fan, and uh, the director caught wind of one of the masks and went, "Ooh!" And yeah, it was kind of a you know a legend was born from that point on. History was made. History was made. I feel like that was the icing on the cake. Once we got the hockey mask on. It was on for fucking young and old. Well, it just kind of, um, you know, it just kind of really gave Jason the iconic look. It's just like, you know, a, hey, an icon was born kind of mm. thing. Hey, it's funny. Fun fact here, the, the guy that played Jason, um, 
uh, Richard Brooker. Yes. Was six six three, but not that not that bulky. So that makes sense now that when I'm looking at the imagery of him going, he looks like he's wearing padding because he was. He was wearing foam padding. Yeah, well, he's kind of got the fucking Herman Munster shoulders going on. He does, doesn't he? Like, for the whole thing. Like, he's kind of like, yeah. Which I kind of feel works because it, like, gives Jason this weird sort of, um, I mean, you know, clearly death and resurrection is, you know, it's a bit of a, you know, can play havoc with the old body type because Mm -hmm. by the time we get to, like, part seven, so, like, Jason's just this stocky fucking tank called Kane Hodder. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I really kind of dig that like Jason is kind of, like, he has a very sort of weird lanky look in this. And, he does. Um, it kind of works. Yeah. Like, his arms look a bit too long for his body in some spots. Like, and I mean, that's largely to do with the fucking shoulder pads. It's like his shoulders are so built up. It's like, it looks like his arms start around like, you know, the middle of his head mm. like it's, and you know, go all the way down. Uh, so I, I don't know. I just feel like it really works. Yeah, I think so too. And um, another thing too, another little Easter egg moment in this film is um, there's a moment where Debbie is reading a Fangoria magazine. I saw that. That's so cool. I love it. Yeah. I, I like how she just purposely opened to an interview with Tom Savini. Yeah. And I don't know if that was the director's way of sort of paying homage to Tom Savini or an apology. I don't know what. But, um, yeah. I feel like it's got to be deliberate. Um, yeah, I definitely. I didn't get to uh, examine too closely into that or listen to the commentary or anything, but I really feel like that's got to be deliberate. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And yeah, I, I'm, I'm glad that this movie turned out the way it did. I love the, you know, I love the, even the, the, um, you know, the canoe scene at the end. I loved all that bit, you know, um, there, there was a lot of really, I don't know, this was a well-paced um, movie with some really nice beats to it, I thought. Well, I really like the canoe scene at the end because I feel like that was a really nice callback to the original. Yeah, that's what I liked about it. I just like how they just sort of, they keep reflecting back to where it came from, where it started. And I think that's what makes this movie so memorable. Yeah. Um, that and, you know, learning that Jason's related to Sloth. Dude, it's happening, I'm telling you. Like, I'm, fucking- Dude, I'm... I'm fucking, I'm convinced. And I mean, you know, Tommy Jarvis, like Corey Feldman's in both fucking Friday and Goonies. I'm just saying. Yeah, Cobra. man. Coincidence? So, mm. Yeah. Yeah. Caves from the Goonies run under Crystal Lake. Were they, in fact, the caves that Jason's hanging out in the reboot slash remake? Exactly. There's a lot of, yeah, there's, there's, um, look, there's a connection here that I think is really worth examining. Yeah, absolutely. I'm just saying, like, you know, was, was Pamela Voorhees before she got married to Jason's father? Was her last name Pamela Fratelli? Yeah. Or was Jason's dad a Fratelli? I mean, yeah, was he Joe Pantoliano from Goonies? I don't know. I'm yeah, just, you gotta wonder, man. I'm just saying, man, there's there's a connection here that's worth you know. Could you, in fact, stop Jason by giving him a baby Ruth? You possibly could, 
I mean, you know, would he just be trying to knock <laughs> it through the fucking hockey mark, going baby roof, baby roof? <laughs> this is that's a good point. <laughs> I, I, I don't know, man. I'm just like, um, I just I think. Look, you brought it up. You brought the sloth connection up. Yeah. I don't know if I ever meet Steven Spielberg, I'm asking him. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. It'll be one of the first questions we ask. Yeah. Um, It'd be like, yours was great. Anyway, so fucking Jason Voorhees and Sloth from Goonies. Dude, what the fuck's going on there? Yeah, 100%, dude. So on a, on a rating system of beer and pizza or fucking wine and cheese, where do you sit this bad boy? Oh, wine and cheese. We're not going to a Morrissey concert. No. Because <laughs> <laughs> that would be the only reason you'd have wine and cheese, dude. You'd be like, okay, where's the che- here's the cheese. Where's the wine? Oh, it's on stage. <laughs> yes, folks, Jake's here all week. It's only on stage for a limited time because it's slightly cooler weather. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh, dude, I fucking love it. Turn the I love AC it. down, you'll scare him off. <laughs> I can see it now. Like, that's a good premise for a horror, you know, moment in a horror movie. It's like, we can't get him off stage. I know. Let's turn the temperature down. Well, I mean, fun fact. I actually, uh, <clears throat> like, it's been pretty fucking hot here in Brisbane the last couple of days. So mm, you know, it I, has. I had my, my AC cranking because, you know, Loki, my little furball's just been like chilling out in there because he's wearing a fur coat in summer because you know cat. Um, and fun fact is, I actually um, for research, I was like you know going to write write down a few gags and you know um, sort of like do a bit of show prep and you know think of some you know fun new Morrissey insults. Um, and so I was in my room and I chucked a Morrissey CD on. But it wouldn't nice. play because the S the aircon was up so high, so the CD just wouldn't play. Oh, yeah, that is some <laughs> fucking supernatural shit. Well, no, I would say that that's actually just a bullshit joke that I just came up with. Um, but <laughs> I think it could. There's there's a valid theory here that you know aircon cold can repel Morrissey. I think so too, man. It's been proven. It's been scientifically proven, has um, and documented. Yeah, cold, cold repels Morrissey. Like, I'm cold. Yeah, if you've got a Morrissey, like you just bring fucking, you just turn your aircon up. Maybe even a fan. Maybe like one of those little well, Japanese hand fans. You just wave it. Yeah, and he gets a bit of a breeze and runs off stage. Well, this is what happens when the fucking Morrisites start invading our planet, which they already are. Mm. When they come out in the hordes, um, yeah, just. Get a fucking blast chiller and yeah, yeah, yeah. freeze the fuckers. Yeah. yeah. Mr. Freeze, Iceman. You yeah, know. dude. It'll work, man. I cold, swear to God. Right? Um, just, yeah. Yeah, just, just fucking throw an ice cube at the fucking... Yeah, car. fucking A. <laughs> <laughs> He'll go, ow! <laughs> Beam him in the fucking head with an ice cube. <laughs> One of the really hard, sharp ones, too. Like, make and, it and use a, a slingshot to do it with. Yep, yep. <laughs> Um, strike strike hard. <laughs> yeah, man. So, any final thoughts on uh, Friday Thirteenth Three, dude? I think. Um, look, I I think Friday Thirteenth Three in 3D. 3D. Three D. Uh, I look. It's it's not. Um, 
I think it's just a really solid entry in the franchise. Like, it's not, it's not, yeah. It's look, there are no It's not the definitive film. Yeah, there are no bad Friday the Thirteenth movies. Like even Part Nine, like as much as I give it shit, like I will watch the worst Friday the Thirteenth movie over like (laughs) fucking I don't know the best Paranormal Activity movie. I guess I'm on this. I'm on this ride with you, buddy. (laughs) But like, it's it's just it's just a solid. I feel number three is just a solid entry in the franchise like it's not it's not reinventing the wheel like you know it's very memorable for like the 3d kills and you know jason's mask um you know the characters are enjoyable i don't feel like they're um i didn't feel the chemistry is deep no i didn't feel like the characters in number three are as memorable as like part one or part two i thought Um, the biker gang was more (laughs) <laughs> they were a bit more of a motley crew but they were a bit more cohesive than the uh, the kids yeah well they're they're a lot more memorable and like shelly's memorable because he's just yeah such a yeah fluttering fuck up <laughs> but like yeah it's just i feel like it's just a solid sort of mid-range entry in the franchise it's not um you know it's it doesn't stand out as like, you know, oh my God, there's the telekinetic chick or Jason's in space or Jason's mm. on a boat or, you mm. know, Corey Feldman's there and, you know, there's all these really cool characters and, you know, this dude's hunting down Jason and stuff like that. Like, you know, didn't have everything going on that like some of the later entries had, mm. but it just, just, it's just solid. Like it's, and I mean, man, I, I just think every, uh, you know, every Friday the 13th movie is a great beer and pizza movie. Like yeah, there's fucking a fun in all of them. Yeah, Absolutely. Um, like I agree. The, the the really top notch Friday the thirteenth that you really love, you know, it's like it's carton of beer. Like this one might be, you know, two six packs. And yeah, I'd, I'd give it two six packs. Yeah, two six packs, not a full carton, but like you know, two six packs. Um, Would you go a medium pizza or a large? Oh, you, you always got to go for a large. But like mm. you know, maybe, maybe you wouldn't get sides with this one. Like number seven, I'd probably get some you know potato gems, a bit of, bit of garlic bread, you know, the whole thing. Dude, I just reminisced and went Dino Slab. Oh, you know what I saw a fucking ad? Fuck, man, back to the 80s, Jesus Christ. Mm. I saw someone post an ad for you. remember the Bigfoot pizzas? Oh, oh, oh wow. Fucking intrepid soul, and I fucking salute you. Found and posted an ad, like the original TV commercial for the Bigfoot pizzas, and I was just like, holy shit, man, I remember those. Yep, it's like, hold my beer. Yep. <laughs> oh yeah. Into my veins. Oh, dude. Yeah, yeah. Bring those bad boys back. But, uh, hey, speaking of Friday the Thirteenth, before we uh, before yeah. we travel off, uh, yeah. did you hear the news this week that Sean Cunny? Uh, well, bit of news actually mm-hmm. in Friday the Thirteenth land. So the Crystal Lake TV series has got Kevin Williamson, who fantastic, um, everyone should know from Scream. Uh, and Cursed, which is a movie that gets nowhere near as much love as it should, um, is uh, basically a head writer on the series. And That's great news. Not only that, but Sean Cunningham is apparently developing a new Friday the 13th movie for this year. Awesome. So... will The question is, will it be a continuity from the reboot or 
whatever it is that we couldn't put our finger on what it was, or is it is it an extension of the you know to the franchise? Well, everyone at the moment is saying it's a reboot. Yeah, um, I would say it's a reboot. Whether it's gonna be a full on reboot or not, uh, who the hell knows? Like, I mean. And, you know, man, that's the thing. I feel like this news sort of changes daily as, you know, I, I don't think we'll really know anything definitive in store until it starts production. Because, yeah. I mean, like, I was I was, um, I was, was reading the other day, apparently the Exorcist that David Gordon Green is doing, like, mm. coming out later this year, is a continuation. It's not a reboot. It's not ignoring okay. films. It's just a direct sequel to the first movie. Interesting. So, Okay, well, you know, like I still haven't forgiven you for that fucking Halloween trilogy, um, <laughs> but the fact that you're not wiping Exorcist three off the map gets you a stay of execution for the moment. <laughs> <laughs> you still haven't seen Halloween ends, have you? Still haven't seen Halloween ends yet. <laughs> uh, I think it. I think it hit Blu-ray today. Uh, I. I dare say it's going to hit binge very soon. I'd say so. Um, <laughs> Don't worry, we'll do a Halloween. We'll do a Halloween episode. Do not buy this movie on Blu-ray. <laughs> like, do not support this movie. <laughs> so, so if I got it for you for for a present, you would burn it and scream. Yeah, you know what's really? You know what's really fucked up? I, like I say that knowing full well that I own the previous two entries and I own every other fucking Halloween movie, so I'm going to buy this fucking thing just so I've got the complete collection, even though I fucking hate that movie. Maybe you should just do, like, a Necronomicon with it and just chain it up and just lock it away. <laughs> do not open. Just, like, surround it with Morrissey albums. Like, <laughs> people and absorb it. Um, no, look, okay, I, I, you know, to be to be perfectly blunt, like if there are people out there that enjoy Halloween ends, God bless you. Uh, I'm glad you enjoyed it. I'm glad you liked it. I'm glad you got something out of it. I thought it was fucking terrible. Um, Dude, I'm so variety, curious to watch this film now. For a variety of reasons that we will no doubt go into on this show at some point about the Halloween trilogy. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's hopefully, hopefully I'll see it by the end, by the time we've reached the end of this Friday 13 series. Yeah. 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 We could just dive straight in. That's <laughs> yeah. if we were going to do Nightmare on Elm Street. After, oh, dude. After, after, Twist after my this. arm. And I'm fucking all about I'm there, that. dude. I'm there. I will, I will talk about the fucking Nightmare on Elm Street movies at length, whether you want me to or not. <laughs> Over to you, Jake. <laughs> Yeah, no, no, I, I dare say. Spicy hot takes on why Nightmare on Elm Street Part 2 was one of the best entries in the series. <laughs> man, we'll we'll cover it all, man. Don't you worry. Don't you worry. Yeah, no, we actually, we actually got some uh, some good sort of freaky Friday. I but, saw that. That was cool. Which was cool. So Yeah. And and thanks, thanks people for doing that. Like, I love it when, you know, um, Jake does these little things. Um, because it, I don't know, people seem to respond to uh, very favorably to, to Jake's, um, little questions, Q and A's out there. And, it, and it's awesome, man. I think it's great. And it helps I us. Why? I don't know why they, they, why, why do you people, why do you people talk to me? <laughs> don't know, man. Why, but... why, why, why do you ask me? <laughs> I think it's, I, 
I don't know. I think it's just because I'm just such a fucking irreverent fuckhead on <laughs> the set. Like, you're none of the fucks. It's like, <laughs> but people, um, people, like, I got a question the other day. It's like, what's your favorite sexual position? I'm like, literally the one I saw that. That the was one so funny. Like, yeah. I'm just like, what the fuck? Like, I don't know. I don't know. Don't ask me this shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But um, no, we really appreciate it. And um, yeah, keep keep it, keep the content <laughs> coming in. Fun, so yeah. yeah. And um, yeah. And as always, like and subscribe to the channel because we love, we really genuinely love the support. And it's kind of cool. Like, you know, starting to see more people listening to the show, which is fucking exciting. Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. It's really cool. Um, mm. I'm glad people are digging it. It's um, it's it's fun. Um, I, well, I, I think it's good because we need the money because I don't know if you guys know or not, but um, Jake's fucking Learjet costs a lot of money to fucking run. Yeah, God, it does. And, I mean, you know, the, the, <laughs> the money I waste like buying Morrissey CDs and <laughs> burning them to rid the world of his filth like <laughs> Jake Ready on a one man crusade to rid it's the like, world of Morrissey. I mean, you know, it, it's it's kinda like I, I don't know if anyone remembers the uh 80s Hellraiser comic where like, you know, the, the group was like going around destroying any puzzle box they could find. Yeah, yeah. That's what me and Jess do with yeah. Morrissey albums. Like uh look, one day one day we've got to, yeah, the comic book has to happen. Just a, a pro tip. They really don't like it when you fuck up the Morrissey albums in JB Hi-Fi before you pay for them. <laughs> I kind of frown on that shit. Or maybe you take all the Morrissey albums and put them in the children's section or somewhere just diabolical. You just do some diabolical re-maneuvering and restocking. <laughs> put them somewhere where no one will find them it's like yeah i'll just hide these behind a bunch of copies of halloween ends shall i (laughs) in the do not purchase section (laughs) which inevitably ends up in the please please take all those unsold uh mcfarlane animated cyborg from teen titans go figures that i keep seeing at jb no one loves that oh no Uh, see, even even our favorite fucking McFarlane fucking doesn't always kick a massive goal. Oh, there's always a stinker. I think there's always one stinker in every toy line. There's always yep. one egg warmer there. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, but um, yeah, this has been a this has been a joy. This one, it's been always. a good a good episode number three in the series ticked off. And, and next, next week, I believe we're on to. Tommy Jarvis, I think. Yes. Tommy the number four, I think, is when he makes his uh, triumphant appearance. I was gonna I was about to say, bro, can't you count? <laughs> We've just done right. number three. Yeah, what comes after three, Jake? I was actually I was just trying to work out like which one Tommy first appeared in. I was like, was there one between three and when Tommy first appeared? Did Tommy appear in four or five? And I'm like, no, he appeared in five. And of course I can't count, man. I'm a fucking writer. Like <laughs> I, I'm just, I don't take my pants down to count to 21. Come on. There's, there's a good gag to get Jason with. Fucking hold up a sign, one plus one equals, and just watch him just go, die. <laughs> uh, I'll leave it at that. 
Uh, boys and girls, thanks for tuning in. Like and subscribe as always. Uh, yes, tell, tell your friends about us and because um, we need we need the money for the Learjet and uh, and burning Morrissey records. And uh, don't forget to tune in tomorrow for a very, very awesome rad episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We we got we got we got we got this a gooden. It's a gooden. Um, um, yeah. I know we've got a loose plan, but this one's gonna be fucking. Yeah, this one's gonna be big. <laughs> well, yeah, I, I I actually was uh, rewatching. Um, re- I actually ended up doing the entire trilogy. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Well, I was inspired. My 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 figure for the nostalgia shelf showed up, and I was like, yeah. Fuck it, I'm doing this trilogy. <laughs> yeah, so, that's the I, thing, man. You need very few excuses to to what rewatch a trilogy like that. Man, I need very few excuses to do fucking pretty much anything. <laughs> Honestly, it's just like it's a day ending and why fuck it. Yeah, um, yeah. But I, I know. Well, I literally had a um, I had an afternoon pretty much free this week, and I was just like, I'd had enough of the internet and people. And, yep, um, I hear. You. I uh, I basically I, I did a I did a Frankenstein's monster. I was like, I am done with man, and just kind of walked into nice. that room, chucked that trilogy on, fucking read some comics for a while, chucked some music on, read some more comics, fucking hung out with Loki, and was just like, yeah, I, I, I could I could roll like this for a yeah. while, some time actually. <laughs> See our, our our favorite our favorite American eighties fucking icon, um, not icon but um, icon fan, Tim from back to the nineteen eighties. He's got it all figured out, man. He just goes into that happy room, dude. Oh fuck yeah, dude! Does he what? Like I was, I was, I was quite inspired. I was taking a, a page out of his book. I was just like, no, I could, I could, I could roll like this for quite some time. I, fuck I no. I could probably just hang in here and, you know, seal myself in, just come back out into the white <laughs> a few years later and go, fuck, what'd I miss? Hundred percent, man, hundred percent. Guys, is the new Batman out yet? <laughs> <laughs> All right. On that note, guys, we will see you for Rad tomorrow. We have set- yourselves an awesome Friday. And uh thanks for listening and uh let us know what you think. Yeah, um, you know, avoid uh, guys in hockey masks with spear guns, whatever you do. Very much so. And and dudes with yo-yos too. And Morrissey. Just and, avoid oh, Morrissey. Oh, at all fuck costs. Morrissey. Yeah. <laughs> if you see a Morrissey, run. Don't fuck Morrissey. I'm pretty sure it, it would be bad. It would. Your in every conceivable way. Like, well, if you're a girl, you'll be flooded with dead roses. If you're a dude, you'll be uh, ripped up by fucking thorns of dead roses. Yeah, yeah. Dead yeah. flowers, sorry. Dead flowers. You'll, you'll, well, I mean, that's if you don't, like, die from, like, massive projectile vomiting at the thought of Morrissey, you know, getting ready to go on the job. Like, God. <sighs> Just keep a blast chiller handy. Yeah, yeah. Mis- yeah, yeah. Mr. Freestyle. Mr. Freestyle. One of those little pocket things, just whip it out and point yeah. it at it. I'm cold. It's like, yeah, breeze. <laughs> All righty, ghouls. We'll see you next time. We shall. We'll see you all tomorrow for Rad. Take it easy. Fuck yeah. Peace.